For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Play the ponies in style at Champions, the outstanding simulcasting room at beautiful Hylia Park. Yes, the grand old lady of thoroughbred racing has never been more vibrant, and you can wager on the races from the top tracks around the country while enjoying a cocktail at the Brass Rail Bar or any of the fine food served throughout the facility. If poker is your game, you're covered in style. And you can play all your favorite Vegas-style games, including blackjack, craps, and roulette in Hylia Park's sizzling hot casino. Get a player's card when you walk through the door for all kinds of generous amenities, including our favorite, free play, when you come out to the ultimate casino and entertainment destination, Hylia Park. And welcome to another edition of After Hours with Tifo and Luby here on the Believe Network. Jeff DeForest, Mike Luby, Lubitz, and we're right around the corner, uh, I guess, uh, coming up uh, as soon as manana. We're going to have uh, NFL action. Of course, uh, the uh, highly unbettable Hall of Fame game is on tap, but uh, kicks off the 2022 NFL season. And there's nobody better to talk about NFL football with and uh, this next gentleman uh, that we bring uh, onto the show with uh, great joy and pride because his book, Figure It Out, is drawing rave reviews all around the country and around the world, one of the best uh, sports offerings that we've seen in a long, long time. And a pleasure to welcome to After Hours with Defoe and Luby, uh, the guru of all special teams as well in, in the NFL, the man that uh, masterminded all kinds of and orchestrated all kinds of great plays uh, for, for the teams that he worked with. Mike Westhoff joins us here on the show. Michael, how are you? I was great, especially after that. I'm, I'm really good. I'm good, good, good. I should have done the prelude to the book, huh? I mean, uh, did you think of that? I, 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 could have, I, have written... I can't do much better than that. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good at uh, dedications. Um, uh, anyway, uh, now how's it going? I understand a hardcover of the book is uh, sold out already, and uh, everywhere yeah, you look, the, the reviews are extremely positive. I've got to get some more printed. You know, it, it's a. Uh, the publishing business is not easy to delve into, Jeff. It's, you know, there's a lot of ramifications yeah. for it. Um, I'm very happy. I think we produced a very good book. I'm extremely proud of it. Uh, the guys that, that contributed, you know, that we interviewed, um, and I wrote it. I wrote every word, but the interviews were conducted by a friend of mine that I wanted to, to do this. And uh, and it's nice to hear, you know, me tell the story and then hear O.J. McDuffie talk about it. I think that that makes it a very unusual book. So I've done very, very well. I've got great reviews. Um, they're pretty much all five stars. So I, I'm, I'm very proud of what we did. I, of course, it's always, it's never easy to get the word out to the number of people that you hope to. That's that's an undaunting task, to tell you the truth. It's, it's a tough one. Yeah, you've been all over the place, uh, you know, on the air in New York, oh, yeah. on the Michael Kane show, and, uh, you know, getting a lot of opportunity to talk about this thing, because I mean, one of the great reasons is uh, that there's probably nobody better that, that we uh, like discussing football more 
than we do with you, Mike Westhoff. Uh, you always, uh, you know, have uh, you know original thoughts and then very sharp and astute observations. Uh, now, I would imagine there's a place in your heart, Mike, uh, that's still, you know, from your years with Shula here and the Miami Dolphins. And the Dolphins were always perceived to be at the time the epitome of a class organization. And I, I know over the years, uh, you know, that, that uh, sort of uh, opinion ha has sort of uh, dissipated a little bit uh, about the team. And they've been involved in any number of incidents that were, you know, bordering and uh, are actually flat out outright embarrassing. But uh, what did you make of this latest stuff uh, that, that happened there? And, and, you know, it seems to have even bigger ramifications for the league, uh, in our opinion, that they sort of sloughed over the idea about tanking games and made a much bigger issue of this yeah. tampering, which probably goes on all the time in the National Football League. The, the, the tanking is very difficult for me to get a handle on. It's very difficult. I, I can't even almost imagine it, to tell you the truth. Uh, it just seems so so out of character. I know for someone that's been involved in it my whole life, you know, 657 games, uh, I can't even imagine thinking that, that I was going to do anything to lessen an opportunity to win, to try. It's just, I don't know how you play the game. You know, how else do you play it? Or Now, I guess as a coach, you could control certain aspects of it, maybe substitution and things like that. But that just seems so out of whack that anyone would ever be involved in that. So that whole thing, I'm just going to veer away from because it just seems ridiculous and almost inconceivable to me. If it did occur, shame on anyone they thought that was the right way to do it. That's that's just not that. I, and I don't know if it did occur. To be honest with you, I they you know they 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 basically said that it, in a lot of ways it did not. Or it'd be pretty hard to prove, I guess. But yeah. for crying out loud, I sure hope that that's. Um, I don't know what took place. I really I don't know that of how it was done. And maybe obviously it was not done according to the way the. There were some wrongdoing in that regard um, with, with that. I do know this for sure. I can't blame anyone that's trying to get Tom Brady and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're trying to get Tom Brady and Sean Payton. You're, you're at the top of the list. I mean, I coached with Sean Payton all those years. And in my book, I made it very clearly and I wrote about him that I thought he was the best on the field teacher that I ever saw in my career. Sean Payton is a really good football coach. He, and I went against Tom Brady a million times. I, I have only a small handful of wins uh, against that guy. So if you were interested in Sean Payton and Tom Brady, I, I'd say that's, that's pretty smart on your part. Now, you've got to make sure you go about it the right way. I don't know enough to comment and say, hey, it was done improperly or whatever. That, that's not for me to talk about. I don't know that. Uh, obviously there was something that, that was amiss and the NFL was very upset about it and, you know, ruled against it. Uh, if Tom Brady and Sean Payton somehow had been brought into the Miami Dolphins, well, you'd have to have security down for the ticket booth. They'd be, they'd be storming the gate to buy a season ticket uh, with those guys. And, and so that part, I think, you know, gosh, you, you, you can't do anything wrong if you're interested in those guys. How you go about it, well, then that, that maybe has got some, some room that, that maybe wasn't handled. I mean, obviously the NFL felt that there were some issues there. I don't know enough to say what was done right or wrong, to tell you the truth. I can only, I can only comment that uh, 
those guys are really, really top of the of everything they do. Unfortunately, something was amiss, and the and the Dolphins are going to have to pay a price for that, which is a shame because uh, you know you just don't. I, I know all the years I was there at Miami, we were really at the very, very pinnacle of, of an elegant class football program that Don Shula was a part of. That's who he was, and I'm proud of that part of it, and I'll always be very proud of it. So. Anytime that they they veer away from that, uh, it, it really doesn't speak well. So, coach, and I and I appreciate you not wanting to speak to the fact that they want to speak to the fact that they were tanking or not tanking because again, it hasn't been proven out. I totally understand that, but from what we've heard, they're not fighting that the incident happened. All that they're saying is. It was a joke. So I want to ask you, who's been around the league for a long time? We know people like Defoe and I talk about tanking, and fans talk about it, and even executives may make moves that feel like a team is not putting their best foot forward. But have you ever been around an organization that felt comfortable to joke about it? Like executives and owners joking, quote-unquote, about tanking? Because to me, that's something I've never heard of happening around an NFL franchise. I, I, I don't, I've had no experience with it. I don't know anything about it. Never heard it by anyone that I've ever been around, even in a joking fashion. I don't, I don't know anything about that. That seems so out of character and out of place in a business that's so horribly competitive and everybody sacrifices. I mean, think of what the, I know the schedule and the stress that put on coaches is incredible. Think of what not only the schedule and the stress, but the physical part of the game that the players go through. I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice that's made to participate in the National Football League. And to, to, to get away from that in any way, shape, or form, I think, uh, I, I think would, be, uh, would be a miscarriage. I, that, that would be disappointing. I've never had any experience with it. I know nothing about it. I've never heard anyone you know, joking about, hey, maybe we should lose a couple games to get a draft pick. I, I, I don't know anything about that. I mean, I, we went down swinging to the last – to the last bite, and I, I was with mostly pretty good football teams that were playoff teams, but I was involved in a couple that weren't so good and, uh, and fought through some tough times. But it was always fight through the tough times, never anything else. I don't know of anything else. So that, to me, foreign subject. I just I can't understand it. Long-time uh, NFL coach Mike Westhoff with us here on After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on Believe. Jeff DeForest and Mike Luby Lubitz. Mike's book, Figure It Out, uh, tremendous uh, reflection on his many years in the National Football League uh, through his eyes and the eyes of uh, many of the players uh, that he had the uh, pleasure and, uh, you know, had big influence on uh, while he was working and coaching uh, in the league. Uh, it seemed like, and it was funny, I, you know, and I don't think you could ever tell a player, hey, go out there and deliberately lose. Uh, obviously, uh, Brian Flores uh, was offended uh, at the notion, and, and you know I don't know that he goes public uh, with this uh, whole contention unless there was some validity to it. It seemed like in these reports that they were acknowledging that there may have been an implication that, uh, hey, we'll get a better draft pick uh, if we lose more games. But I, I thought that Flores should have been coach of the year that year uh, for winning five of the last nine because uh, I mean, the team was horrible to begin with, and, and then they literally, uh, tore, as uh, the season progressed, it was uh, controlled more by the front office, this whole idea of uh, like losing games because they would trade off or cut guys. Uh, anybody that had made even a positive play, mm. uh, they would get rid of uh, immediately the next week and bring in guys uh, that, you know, were like delivering packages to the training facility. 
and sign him, and they would be starting on the offensive line. So uh, I thought it was remarkable that uh, Flores won five games with that team, uh, especially the way the front office uh, was uh, just constantly uh, treating him uh, like, uh, hey, hey, listen, you win one more game, and you know we're, we're going to make sure you have like no offensive linemen to line up for, for the next week's uh, contest. <laughs> there were some there were very difficult times then. I mean, I was yeah. I remember talking about it with, with you guys, and it was really out of character. Uh, the way things were going, they did start off horribly. But then, then you have to give them credit. They came on and played some very good football, and they did yeah. a lot of things well. They looked, they looked well coached in that regard at that time. So, you know, I, I don't know enough to say what was really going on behind the scenes. Uh, it's a shame that anything other than an all-out, you know, dedicated effort by everyone to improve in every area, if anything else was going on, it'd be very disappointing. And that's so, but you have to give them, I, I remember looking back and thinking, how could you, you know, even be thinking of doing this early because they were terrible. And then all of yes. a sudden that football team did a very nice job. You're correct. They did a good job. So, you know, that's all I know. That's the only thing I know in football is to put that type of effort forth. And that's what you do. That's, that's all I've ever been associated with in all my years. And, and, and I had a lot of success with all that. That's what I loved writing about in this book. And I think people will enjoy this. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you a good suggestion. If you're sick about hearing about the craziness with Miami, if, you, if it just feels terrible to you, go buy my book and get exactly. a good view of what the hell happened at the Miami Dolphins. Because it was a tremendous time for me and for the people involved. It was a great experience by you know some of the people that really were the very tops in the business and I'm talking about Dan Marino, which I wrote a lot about, Don Shula, some of the great players we had, Zach Thomas. You know, it was an incredible experience. And that's the only way that I can think of the Miami Dolphins. So if you don't like the way you read what you read, go by, go by, figure it out. And you'll get a real story of, of a hell of an organization that I'm very, very proud of. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this with regard to uh, Vin Scully's passing because I, I covered the Dodgers for a while uh, early on in my uh, journalistic uh, episode. And uh, they, they were always a first-class organization. I mean, they really, uh, you know, uh, just always uh, were oozing with class. And, and, and the Dolphins were that way when I first came here to cover the team. And uh, some of that uh, seems to have been lost. All right, you were recently uh, Mike Westoff on the sideline. Uh, with another organization that you were a big part of, uh, their success, and they had uh, kind of a magical run there with Rex with the two AFC title games in succession, even with Mark Sanchez at uh, quarterback. Uh, uh, what did you see in the New York Jets? Is there reason for, uh, I mean, uh, there isn't much lower that they could set the bar than they have in recent years, but uh, is there reason for optimism from uh, what you've seen with the oh. New York Jets franchise and now the second year of uh, Zach Wilson at the QB spot? To be honest with you, yes, I, I did. Now, I was only there for a practice. So I'm not going to say that based on what I saw, this is a team ready to jump into the playoffs. No, I, I don't want to feel that way at all. I talked to the head coach who I didn't know, but I had a chance to meet him. I was impressed. I, 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 liked, I liked my time with them. I thought their practice looked very good. You know, because you have, but what I judge, you know, for me, everything is, I'm reactionary. I react as a coach to what I see. And that's what I do. And so I saw a well-run football practice. So I know it was early, and I understand, but it was full speed. They were making adjustments. People seemed sharp. There were very few penalties. I saw one fumbled exchange. 
only one. It was handled. It was just one mistake. So I saw a lot of good things, and I saw a football team that actually looked in very good condition. Now, I mean, I'm not really sure. I don't, you know, until you judge someone in pads, I'm not going to go out on a limb, though. Of course not. But what I saw, here's the other thing, and I made this very clear. In watching the New York Jets, and really recently it's just been as a fan, because when I worked in the media, I covered them. So I, I studied them very, very, very hard every, every week. I think they're better prepared to enter the season than I've seen them in 10 years. Oh, wow. That's how I wow. feel. This is how I feel. Now, does that mean this is a playoff team knocking on the door? I, I'm not going to say that because, you know, they, they've got, they have an extremely difficult first part of their schedule. If they can weather that storm, I think this football team, you know, barring injury, you know, and that type of thing, I think they can compete. It looks to me as though they've made some good moves to improve that team. I can remember a number of years ago when I was working with the media, and I remember watching them and thinking to myself, I'm not sure that that I see five guys on this field that could have played for our really good Jet teams when I was there. That's how I felt. (laughs) And I don't mean that. I'm not making fun of anyone. I'm not trying to be overly critical. I'm just telling you, I was a part of some Jet football teams that had very good people. On offense, you know, one year with the when I was there, of course, you know, we only had Curtis Martin was our running back and Kevin Malai. They're both in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yes. You know, look, look at this. Vinny Pistaverde was our quarterback. You know, you, you had Lavernius Coles and, and Santana Moss and, and Wayne Corbett. Those are really good football players. Yeah. And so, you know, they, they really, they had dissipated. I see them, it's just me, moving back in the right direction. If I were a Jet fan, I would be excited you know, I, I wouldn't go, you know, I'm not sure I'm going to run and bet, bet my boat on these guys tell me they're going to win. I don't know that. But to be honest, I'd be excited, and I see some real positive things. And I saw a well-drilled practice. Now, again, again remember, I'm not judging it in, in a playoff mode. But this, you know, to me, I look at, when I watch a practice, I want to see that that practice, I don't care if it's a mini camp. I'm not expecting to see opening day. But I want to see a good mini camp practice, okay? This was the first day of training camp. I was impressed. I was very much impressed with what I saw. Luby's sleeper team to win it all this year, the New Orleans Saints, who you also uh, uh, were uh, on the sidelines for in a very glorious uh, season of Saints football. Uh, uh, Have you looked at them at all? I mean, uh, what do you see? Because Luby sees them uh, possibly going all the way. I know them very well. So much is going to come down to the quarterback with Winston, what he can do. But this is a good defense. I like what they've done in their offensive line. You know, plus they brought Doug Malone in as an offensive line coach, who is a very good offensive line coach. I talked to Dennis Allen last week, the head coach, you know, who I like a lot. I think he's a he was a good defensive coordinator. I think he'll be a very good head coach. You know, uh, Michael Thomas is back practicing with them. You know, when I was there, hell, Mike never dropped the pass, and he caught everything. Yeah. He led the league yeah. interceptions. And so, you know, I, I was part of a really good football team with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. You know, we, were, we, were, we should have gone to two Super Bowls. We were a really good team. Uh, and I, I see them being pretty good. I really do. I think I like, you know, I think they've got enough ingredients that to be a, a good football team. You know, Alvin Kamara is an incredible running back. They, they've got to make sure that that stays on plane. Uh, you know, I, I, like, I like Mark Ingram. I think he's a good football player. So, I see a pretty good football team. I really do. 
I'm anxious. I'm going to probably go down to training camp maybe in a week or so. That they talked to me about coming over to visit. And uh, I love those guys. I love their organization. Mickey Lomas, I think, is one of the best administrators in sport anywhere. And I think he's just I think he's exceptionally bright. He's a really good man. And so I have nothing. I love my time in New Orleans. And I was very proud of what I did there. You know, when I walked in, they called me in the middle of the season, 2017. I never met Sean Payton in my life. Oh, wow. I never met him. I didn't know him, Jeff. I didn't know anybody in the building. They said, we think we're a really good team, but our special teams, they had lost confidence. I said, okay. I, I left my te- television job. I said, okay, I'll come. I said, you can't fire anybody. If you fire someone, I won't come. I'll make it work. When I walked in, they were ranked 31st in the league in special teams. When I left, we were first. So wow. I'm pretty proud yeah. of what we did. And it helped them. And, and we were a good football team. And I loved my time there. So I follow them very closely. I go to at least two or three games, maybe four games every year. And I'm a big fan. and Because I, I know all those guys. You know, Taysom Hill. Come on, that's my guy. <laughs> I found him in the locker room. I love him. So, you know, I have a lot of connection there. And uh, I think they're pretty good because that defense can play now. That defense is pretty good. So, you know, anytime you're really solid in one area, and then the quarterback, you know, until he got hurt last year, he was performing pretty doggone well until he, until he got hurt, of course, and they, then yeah. they really struggled. You know, if that all uh, on Keel, I think they could be a real threat. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to back them. I think they're pretty good. I'm not normally inclined to pay any attention to uh, any of Luby's recommendations, but uh, now with this uh, testimony <laughs> about the Saints, I might have to throw a couple of shekels on them to uh, make their way into some level of championship play this year. Uh, Mike, figure it out. I, I say it to myself all the time. I mean, uh, we're involved in a new venture, and I'm constantly telling myself, hey, listen, you just have to figure it out. You were able to do it as uh, the all-time greatest special teams coach. Uh, with apologies to uh, Joe Avizano, we got a lot of TV time. He wasn't nearly as effective as you were. That's why he was always throwing clipboards at Jerry Jones at the end of games and, uh, you know, always uh, looking like he was aggravated. Uh, the best of all time uh, when it came to special teams, uh, Mike Westoff, figuring out the name of the book. How, how can people get their hands on a copy? Because I'm going to have Luby put in okay, a, it, a couple of orders get today. Get it. it. You know, you have to go online, really, the best way to get it. You can get it at Barnes & Noble. Amazon is so easy. You get it through Amazon or go right to the publisher, which is Mascot Publishing, you know, just go in their website, Mascot Publishing, put in, figure it out. They'll deliver it to your house in a day. So it's really pretty easy anywhere online. Amazon is a very easy way to get it. Uh, and so the hard copies are sold out. We may have to print more. With the, you know, I'm trying to figure out exactly, you know, how to do all this. It's it's never easy. You know, it's never easy. Yeah. I, I'd like everybody to go out and buy a copy. Uh, I, I, I'm extremely proud, and I've gotten great reviews. So I just have to keep trying. But that's the best way to get it. Thank you for asking me. You're a great American. I can't wait for the movie. That, that, that's exactly. uh, really going to be where the star comes in. It's going to be fantastic when Mike Sorsese picks it up. Uh, Mike, always a pleasure, best, my coach. friend. Thanks so much for joining us. It's always great having you on uh, any of our platforms, and appreciate you being with us here on After Hours today. Oh, I've been following you guys for a long time. You do the greatest job. I, I love coming on. I, I love listening to you. Whenever I get a chance, I do it. So, no, thanks for having oh, me, guys. Thank you. All right, Coach, thank you. All right, always a pleasure. Mike Westoff figured out the name of the book. and uh, It's it's a dandy there with all kinds of interviews and insight from uh, different people that he's worked with. And and it was the best of the best. I mean, cream of the crop, great era of NFL football that he's talking about. And it spanned a lot of years, Luby. 
lot of years. All right. Um, always great being with you guys. Uh, you know, sorry, the, the loss of Vince Scully, uh, very yeah, touching. Sad, it came as a surprise. Uh, sadly, I mean, I, I don't know if this, you know, should be taken in any kind of negative way. It came right after uh, Mustang walked down the stairs after drawing uh, new names in the Deadpool. We, we did not draw Scully, though. <laughs> I don't know if I would have cashed that one. If I, you know, that crazy. would have been too eerie if the guy checked out like hours after you got the name. Creepy. In a Deadpool. Very, very creepy. And uh, I would have donated the uh, capital then at that point to uh, some pet rescue uh, you know, operation you know, and help save a couple of cats and dogs. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks, people, for tuning in. Uh, a lot of excitement. Uh, we had the uh, Dolphins get hammered uh, yesterday. And uh, we'll get into that on a future edition of After Hours. Yes. If you want to catch our... Thoughts on that? We had Jason Cole on our morning show. That's on South Florida Live. We'd love it if you uh, fans of After Hours subscribe to South Florida Live on Facebook or especially on YouTube, where you can catch us uh, every day for uh, what is our day job there, 7 to 9 Eastern, uh, where we uh, yak about virtually everything that goes on in the uh, universe and especially uh, centric to the uh, world of sports. All right. Uh, well, we'll see you next time on After Hours for Mike Luby Lubitz. Uh, thanks to Mike Westoff for joining us. Figure it out. Get the book. It's a great thing. And uh, he's always been a terrific storyteller and an analyst of uh, pro football. Tremendous insights. Uh, he used to take me into the office there and break down special teams film when he was with the Giant, uh, the Dolphins in a kinder, gentler time for uh, coach uh, press relationships. And uh I always, uh, you know, gained a great insight anytime uh, I heard anything he had to say. So uh, check out the book, Figure It Out with Mike Westoff uh, for all you fans of After Hours here. And uh, as we leave you uh, with this thought, I mean, uh, no matter what you're doing, no matter where you are, no matter how much it looks like you're being oppressed or, you know, stuff is happening in an adverse fashion, just keep your chin up, everybody, and uh, realize that you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously, friendly atmosphere, not too loud, but good energy, reasonable prices, and a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, <laughs> no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand cut every day. Everything, and I mean everything, is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.